Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 53 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Doug Coleman, host of the Almost Better Than Silence podcast, uh, a podcast that I have really much come to enjoy. It is a video game podcast and Doug and his co- his co-host Brendan are so much fun to listen to. It's like you're in the room with them. So be sure to go ahead and check them out at almostbetter.net as well as at the show notes. We have all the links included. And as usual, be sure to head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Leave them as well as us a rating and a review. Very much appreciated. And as I've been kind of saying the last couple weeks, tell one or two friends each week about the podcast. It is really helpful to us, get our numbers up and get uh, more people exposed to the podcast, which, you know, if you like it, they probably will like it too. Other than that, enjoy the conversation. Work out, nerd out. In the basement, rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. All right, Dragons, welcome back to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. I am your host, Kenny Rotter, and today I am pleased to bring you uh, someone who's become a very good friend over the past couple weeks, uh, Doug Coleman, host of Almost Better Than Silence and also a player in Almost Better Than Dragons, two podcasts that I absolutely love. How you doing, man? Oh, doing very good. Thanks for having me, Kenny. Oh, no, thank you. I appreciate you brought me on to Almost Better Than Dragons a few weeks ago, and I had such a good time. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a second childhood because I'm just now getting so much into tabletop. Oh, right. Um, That's the best thing about that podcast. I had never played Dungeons and Dragons. I think I had played one session in college, and it wasn't anything special, really, for me, at least. And then I like kind of hadn't done anything tabletop related for many years. But then once I started Almost Better Than Silence, uh, my co-host Matt was like, let's do a offshoot podcast called Almost Better Than Dragons. And I was and the funny thing is he was suggesting it. He doesn't even play Dungeons and Dragons, but the rest of the team did. So he kind of knew that we'd be able to make something work. And yeah, it really evolved. Well, we were on season two and yeah, we were happy to have you on. That was such an you did such a great job with your character. I can't even describe how it's like my favorite arc of our story thus far. Oh, excellent. I'm glad to hear that. I, I do. I will say one time during that, uh, my wife was like, I can hear you from downstairs. You need to be quiet. <laughs> That's excellent. Yeah, you were kicking ass at your character. I I thought it was hilarious. It was very um, appropriate. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm so excited. That character, like, I wish I could bring that character back for my own game. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, and of course, people listening are like, we have no idea what these guys are talking about. Oh. So everybody listening, go subscribe to Almost Better Than Dragons. Listen to this season, and then I'll come in, and then you'll know what we're talking about. Yeah, for those listeners that are actually interested and might go check it out, uh, you might want to just start at Season 2, Episode 20, where we get a new DM, and it's kind of like a fresh start from there, because we had some scheduling issues come up with our original DM, so uh, we're hoping to have him come back as just like do some guest spots, kind of like what Kenny did, but uh, moving forward with this new guy has been crazy, and the story's been off the chains. Like I, I, can't, I can't even express how like I was saying to my girlfriend the other day, like this story is like, this guy should just write a fantasy novel and not wasted on a goofy campaign with our idiots. <laughs> like, 
I don't know. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. He's definitely got a talent for yes. for the storytelling and the narrative. Um, but, okay, people may not know who you are, so why don't introduce yourself to them, let them know uh, who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, sure. Um, well, my name's Doug Coleman, as you've probably heard. Uh, I'm a podcaster primarily. Uh, I, I have a regular job where I'm just a Java programmer, uh, nine to five. But uh, I got really interested in podcasting a couple of years ago now. And it's just been a really fun outlet to just like meet new people uh, like Kenny himself. Like there's just so many connections I've made over the years. We've got the, the opportunity to interview some celebrities like Alan Covert from a bunch of different Adam Sandler movies. And I don't know, it's just been really cool. Uh, but it all started with just my passion of video gaming and wanting to talk about it. And so at, when we first started out, we were kind of just a bunch of college buddies. In fact, uh, Brendan, my main co-host, uh, I had never met him in real real life until like just a, a, the other year but he was just like a contact that i knew through my girlfriend and i knew that he was like someone i could talk to about podcasting but no somebody i never knew like or met before and luckily we just decided hey just come on the show and he was like oh i'll give it a try and he's been on ever since and it's it's pretty cool but uh yeah that's me in a nutshell podcaster uh musician uh general geek that's okay. That's awesome because I know I've met a lot of people through podcasting, yourself included, that I just I feel such a connection to. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, some of the guys from SideQuest Fitness and then Bijan Void from the Geek to Geek podcast. Awesome. Uh, yeah. And it's they're all on the East Coast or in the South. And it's like, I don't know when I'm ever going to meet these people in real life, if I'm ever going to meet these people in real life. But it's just podcasting and kind of content creation just is this amazing community. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so happy to be a part of it. And I think, yeah, I was just listening. When I first got involved, I was listening to like shows like Comedy Bang Bang and like the real big names out there. And just hearing like, I don't know, it was just so entertaining that I thought to myself, I would love to do something like this with my life. And that's what's even cooler for people that are just uh, your average Joe like myself. You can basically do that if you want. And there, there's people out there that if you're, if you, what you're putting out is interesting and enjoyable, there's definitely going to be an audience for that. And it's been cool to see that as we've developed over the years. It's been about two years plus now for Almost Better Than Silence. That's awesome. That's excellent. What do you guys do? You guys have anything fun plans in store? Anything, or just going to keep going? What you're doing? Yeah, the thing is, we're. Uh, I would like to do something maybe along the lines of like a video, like some kind of like show that we can do on Twitch and then export to YouTube and just kind of archive. But that's definitely down the line. Uh, for now, we are just going to keep rolling with the podcast. I have a pretty awesome guest lined up but it's just a real struggle getting in touch with his agent so i don't really want to name drop it just yet in case it doesn't work out but uh there are some cool interviews on the horizon in the past we've done a lot of game dev interviews like we interviewed the the guy and team responsible for uh fury we've done uh the triangle studios uh harebrain scheme so lots of different uh indie studios as well as um yeah, ma mainly in indie studios. Hey, didn't you have the attack on? 
Yes, and in fact, they're my, some of my favorite uh, previous guests. They're so crazy. We've individually, actually, it was one of our first guests was Alex Correa, and then down the road we had Yaniv Fatucci, who's the producer of Attack of the Show and uh, very involved heavily on the attack. Um, and then we had an episode where both of them came back, and that was where, at the time, Evan Friedman was the co-host. Uh, unfortunately, she moved on and is no longer with the attack, but... Either way, it was such an awesome episode having all three of them in the same house. It was just so hyper, and they're so fun to talk to. And I feel like we had some of our best jokes uh, and laughs that night. Uh, I remember, I do remember that episode. And so, if people are listening, definitely go check that one out. I don't know if it's indicative of what's normally going on on the podcast, but sort of. it's definitely uh, a hilarious episode, and it made me laugh numerous times at the gym where people were looking at me funny. Oh, geez. Well, I'm sorry to put you in that scenario, but that's we do hope people laugh at our show. We we try to keep it interesting. One of the things that I'm the, like most proud of when it comes to our podcast is the conversation games we've developed over the years. Like it first started with a game called I Was the Walrus, which is basically just two people um, like. I don't know. It's three people, actually. One person's a judge and then two are contestants. And then the judge will give some kind of stipulation, be like, what's the craziest um I, I can't even think of a good example because I'm terrible, but they'd just be like, oh, yeah, who's who's going to win this fight? And then you basically pick a person and then the judge stipulates who wins and it's a best of three scenario. So we started with that things and then it just kind of evolved and just went crazy. And we now we have all sorts of ones like what's that sound where we play uh basically sound clips and sound effects from various video games and the contestants have to guess what it is uh we have a game called game or no game where i tell our guests if it's um i'll I'll basically make up certain video game names and see if they think that's real or not and then sometimes i have some really absurd video games that i found like through like research and it's just it's really fun so and there's there's a couple others but i'm kind of blanking right now (laughs) game or no game is ridiculous because a lot of times i will end up googling some of the ones that you've said are actually games Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this looks absolutely ridiculous. But it is the the I was the walrus. The one that always sticks out in my head is you were like, you have to choose something to like rain down from the skies, and somebody oh, chose gosh. a person. Uh, like I think it was like Kirstie Alley or something. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was definitely some actress. I can't think right off the top of my head, but that was AJ. <laughs> and then the other person. Um, said a uh sex object and i was like and i was like uh oh my goodness it was that's absolutely hysterical a good explanation of our show in a nutshell we we (laughs) we try to just start off with talking about the games we've been playing and then it kind of just falls off the rails and we do what we do no and it's 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 one of the podcasts that i will listen to and normally if it's about video games you guys are more involved in video games than I am. So a lot of it, I I don't know what video games you're talking about or I haven't played. But sometimes you will get into general pop culture or movies or TV shows. And that's when you, you'll be... Like, Brendan will have an opinion on something and I will respond audibly in my car. <laughs> and then I keep going... I'm like, guys, why aren't you responding to me? What is wrong here? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man, that's awesome. I'm glad that that's uh, the reaction we're getting. <laughs> oh yeah. It, uh, so it's it's definitely fun, and it's one of those podcasts that just makes you feel like you're involved in the conversation, um, even if other people are looking at you like you're batshit insane. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah we're a little crazy ourselves, and uh, Matt just introduced one of our most recent ones called Stumpers, where it's in, in all reality it's basically kind of what the brothers, the McElroy brothers, do with my brother and my brother and me, and there's also like Jake and Amir with uh, If I Were You. Uh, it's just like an advice podcast where they take like answers from Yahoo Answers or like uh, certain similar sources. Now we have our own segment called Stumpers, where yeah we're taking uh. Yeah, I guess, where are we taking him? From Quora, of all places. He's getting these really ridiculous questions from Quora, and we just kind of, like, talk about them. And I don't know. I, I wonder what the listener's re- reaction is to that one sometimes. It's like, this is the most crazy we get, I think, on our show when we do stumpers. That's funny. Um, I think there's only been a couple episodes that I've listened to when stumpers have been on. But it that was actually really funny, because then you're like, Nobody's tried to answer these questions on Quora. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's. I wish I could provide better examples for all the listeners, but you know what? Drive traffic to almost better than silence, people. Come on. Uh, uh, thanks very much. <laughs> so, what uh, is your favorite area of nerdiness? I know the podcast is about gaming. Is that what you would put as your your go to nerddom? Hmm, that's a really good question i the funny the answer that i don't think many people are going to expect my nerddom kind of lies in music i'm like a super super music buff like but not like the typical like a mainstream stuff that everyone's typical uh, like everyone's aware of i listen to all sorts of like really really obscure like specifically like metal and screamo and like really heavy kind of stuff but that's like kind of my niche when it comes to that but as far as nerdy like in the traditional sense i would say i there's and it kind of falls into the music category um Coheed and Cambria is like my favorite band of all time. And their first album is this awesome story. Well, actually, the first couple of albums is just this long concept story about this character named Claudio. It's amazing. I I often tell people it's almost up there with Star Wars for me as like how epic it is. And it's actually been uh, came out as a graphic novel. You can Google it. It's called The Omri Wars, A-M-O-R-Y, The Omri Wars. And it is just an fantastic story where like i'll kind of give you a synopsis of just like the first half of the first album and it starts out with the Kilgannon family and it and it's in this futuristic uh galaxy where all the planets are connected by this energy called the key work and so they're living on one of these planets and uh a government official approaches coheed uh, the the band's named coheed and cambria it's named after the man and wife coheed and cambria Kilgannon. so coheed is the man he gets approached by this guy, and his this guy's basically like, "Oh, well, you are a part of this government, like I don't know what I want to say, like experiment where uh, you have this mutated virus growing inside of you and your wife." The good thing is we have the cure for it. So it and but the mutated virus is going to cause like the apocalypse, essentially like Armageddon. Like it's just the catalyst for that. He's like, "Good thing is we have a." Uh, a cure for both you and your wife. The bad thing is you've produced offspring and they have a transformed, like crazy version of the, the virus called the sin star. And we don't have a cure for that. So you're basically left with the choice of, do you want to kill your own children or we're going to do it for you? And 
Oh man. It's absolutely like intense. And like, that's why, like, I don't know. It's funny because when Coheed and Cambria first started out, that first album was so emo. And just like when I, if people don't know what emo is, it means emotional. It is extremely emotional. And it's like all the lyrics in that album are telling this tale. And it is just drastically, uh, just so dramatic and amazing. I can't even express like listening to the album, first of all, and then looking into the graphic novels. That is probably like about as nerdy as I get because it is just so good. And it's just phenomenal. I can't express it. But yeah, the first song is the opening songs about him having to murder two of his four children. And one of them's like late from getting home with his girlfriend. So he avoids getting killed. And then the other one, uh, was recently uh, sexually assaulted and it's just, it's very dramatic and you have to look into it. But long story short is they eventually get taken by the government, Coheed and Cambria that is. And they're like, uh, they I think they're on their way to get killed. And you learn that Coheed and Cambria were a part of this like anti-terrorist group called the KBI, the knowledge, the beast and the inferno. So Coheed has like these crazy blades come out of his forearms and uh, Cambria has like this telekinesis power where she like can like zap people or with her eyes and shit. It's very like awesome, like comic book, like superhero meets sci-fi meets like everything you ever want. Like in, like in a, in a aliens setting, it's just really, really cool. Can't, recommend that enough and i i don't think uh, enough people know about it i don't think you can get nerdier than <laughs> heavy metal comic books yes exactly oh my gosh <laughs> and uh, the thing is coheed they lean more to like i'd say like a post uh like I don't know, like a progressive rock. Like they're very. That's the cool thing about their music. So technical and interesting. And I, the most thing that most complaints that I hear about that band are people saying they don't like uh, his high pitched vocals. But I feel like to each their own. I I really enjoy his vocals thoroughly. Interesting. Uh, you know, I've never given them a fair shake. I think I'm gonna have to. Oh, start with the second stage turbine blade. And if you are really interested, I would follow along with the lyrics and try to understand what's going on. Because before the the graphic novels existed, I was a part of forums. Like, I think it was Cobalt and Calcium or something, where, like, people were, like, guessing at what it all meant and stuff. And then the creator himself, like, put it out in comic form. And it's just amazing. That sounds really, really cool. Yeah, and it's pretty neat that, like, at, like, say, Comic-Con and other, like, conventions like that, like, Claudio Sanchez, the guitarist and lead vocalist and musician writer of the songs for Chloe and Cambria is, like, hanging out, selling his comic books and stuff. So I actually have a couple of them signed myself, and it's, like, a treasured... (laughs) It's one of those things that, no matter what happens, that means something to you. Yes, exactly. No, uh, I'm the the exact same way. I have a... I have a couple signed comic books that are just from people who I'm like, this may not be worth a lot of money to whoever, but it means a lot to me. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. And oh, okay. Now if we're going to go nerdy in music, like I'm a huge vinyl, like, like addict, I should say, because like, I just collect all sorts of records and I don't know. There's so like I was saying about like these obscure screamo bands, like there's things that like, there's only like 10 copies of this, like physical format of this album. And like, I have a copy of it and it's like things that I really treasure. And it's just so cool to like be able to, it's almost like a piece of music history that it's like down to like the farthest little bit of this niche that you can go. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I love embracing stuff like that. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And to combine our earlier conversation with this one, um, have you been listening to Yanif Fatucci's new podcast, Bring a 12-inch? Oh, my gosh. I have not. I'm going to look into this uh, it's, immediately. It's him and the guest, and it's just they bring a 12-inch record, and they start listening to it, and then the conversation goes from there. That is so cool. Oh, man. I, I would love to be on his show with and bring him a crazy one. I have so many to choose from. <laughs> That's awesome. No, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite uh, pieces of, uh, I guess, paraphernalia that I have is um, – I have a signed comic book by Jen Blake and she is trying to put out her own comic book, but she came down with, um, an illness and I don't want to talk too much about it cause it's not really my story to share. Oh, um, sure. But it's just the fact that even though she was dealing with this, she took time. She came on the podcast. She gave me about 15 minutes um, and signed my comic book afterwards, and I was just, like, so touched. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, man, that's awesome. And also, we managed to get pretty, pretty drunk in 15 minutes because she brought a handle <laughs> of Fireball. And oh, we wow. Were, yeah, and we were doing um, shots of Fireball in between questions. Oh, wow, that's that's awesome. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, she's, she's such an incredible person. Um I need to check in on her. She's wonderful. <laughs> nice. Uh, no. So, I, you know, the next question I usually have for people is what's one thing that you're into that others might find surprising? And I think that's it. I think. Oh, you're, yeah. Is there anything yeah. else you have? Hmm. Well, I mean, well, since I'm so into music, like I, I am a performer too. Like in my college days, I was in a band called Spyglass Hill and we are very like, like sort of coheed in Cambria mixed with the fall of Troy. If you're familiar there, uh, I don't know. Most people know them from guitar hero three. They had a song on there, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, that's sad that that's where most people know them from. Uh, they're just an incredible band, but, uh, but yeah, spyglass Hill was a lot of fun. It was basically me getting over a relationship and I turned to my guitar and we played some heavy tunes. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and and that's that's probably a better outlet because whenever I suffered a heartbreak, I would just turn to the bottle. Oh, sure. And that's yeah, no. It <laughs> it felt a little more constructive as like an outlet and it was just so cool like because for instance like like I said that Coheen Cambria for instance that's not everybody's uh, cup of tea and especially Spyglass Hill like we were very screamy and emotional and like not everyone's gonna like that but by the end of our like couple of year run like we ended up playing a battle of a bands at a college that nobody there knew us and I think we had like maybe five or six of our friends actually show up at the show and that whole place went absolutely insane for us and the crazy thing is I remember like taking the stage being like, man, all that played before us was a bunch of like folk and like acoustic and stuff. Like no one's really going to like be into our like really obnoxious, loud yelling in your face kind of stuff. And the whole place was just like pushing each other around, like jumping. Like it was, it felt like a real deal concert. And I was like, that's that. It was just awesome. So even just like that small recognition was great. That's awesome. That's really cool, dude. Yeah, I I want to get back to it. The thing is, I've been writing more music, and I'm not going to continue under Spyglass Hill, unfortunately, because uh, my drummer lives in the heart of New York City, so and I'm in Pennsylvania, so it's <laughs> kind of unrealistic. So, but and the thing is, 
when I think of music, I'd have to have like a driving force of like, oh, why am I going to do this? And the other year, I had a buddy of mine, a really close friend, uh, pass away from a drug overdose. And it was a situation that nobody really saw coming because he didn't really have a problem. And I honestly feel that he experimented in the worst way and he doesn't get a second chance. And it really made me turn to my guitar again. And it's like, it's funny how years later I'm writing entirely different music. Sure, it's screamy and emotional, but it's like, definitely, it didn't need to be under the name of Spyglass Hill. And I just named that after him. His name was Matt Bayout. So I'm naming the project just Bayout in general and hoping to get a live show in before the end of the year. I just need to find a, a local drummer and bassist, which I have a couple leads, but we'll see. Dude, that's awesome, and I wish you the best of luck. If I ever hear of uh, a bassist or a drummer out in that area, I will definitely connect you. Ooh, please do. <laughs> yeah, and uh, keep us posted on the live show, man. I would love to help out with that any way I can. Yeah, I'll, uh, if it becomes a reality, I'll probably plug it on ABTS and tweet at you. We'll see. For sure, man. Um, now, kind of moving back into uh, the lighter lighter area um if you could have any superpower what would it be oh that is such a question i hmm i think i'd like to be invisible okay now do you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert uh, that's the funniest thing before podcasting uh introverts but like podcasting has also enabled me to like step out of my shell so if anybody is listening to this being like oh i always would love to start something like this just do it i mean it because it, it's done a world of help for me because if, if let's say we were having this conversation 10 years ago today it would have ended 30 minutes ago because i wouldn't <laughs> have had anything to say and i would have been a terrible person so i i think in general it's I, I don't know. I now I could I can say I'm more likely to be extroverted than I ever was, but I'm still like I have the tendencies of an introvert. Yeah. No, and it's it's weird because there was actually a study done and they asked people um if you could have a superpower, you could either fly or be invisible. In, introverts tend to choose invisibility and extroverts choose flight. Um but what else, what else is interesting about that is um, my podcasting community out here in L.A., which includes um, Joe Hogan from Geektitude and okay. the four podcasters from WEK, W-E-K-K, all five of them consider themselves introverts. And I'm the only self-proclaimed extrovert in that group. Interesting. Hmm. And I find it really, really intriguing that a lot of the podcasters I've met are yeah, lean introvert. Yeah, it's like, hmm. that's very that's very cool with me. That's very cool to me. Yeah, that's cool that you're coming to that conclusion. I I should ask that question myself because that is I bet you most other podcasters that I know that maybe you don't know by proxy I would probably answer introvert themselves. <laughs> okay, interesting. Um. I'd love to find out more about those other podcasts. I'm always looking for for new, fun, and interesting podcasts, um, which oh. I I have caught up entirely on Erie Canal Theater. Yes, and that's exactly – that's like my go-to when it comes to like any like recommending a podcast. Oh, my God. I just throw that one out there because they are great. It's just so – oh, my God. I can't get enough of them. It's so well done. 
um, and such high quality that if people are looking there for a uh, fictional serialized podcast, um, Erie Canal Theater is great. The first two seasons I thought were good. This latest season called Laughageddon yes. is so good. The production is amazing. It's so funny. Um, it's about. Yeah, I, oh, go oh I'm sorry. I was just gonna say I, I found myself like literally laughing out loud as I'm driving around listening to that show, and I I I I think that's honestly like a really hard thing to accomplish, but they do it like week to week. Oh yeah, and is it, how did you get familiar with them? Isn't well, that's actually a funny story. And yeah, the our DM, the dungeon master of Almost Better Than Dragons, Mike McGettigan, is like basically the mastermind for a lot of the story writing, and he helps out. He does a handful of the voices too. I think he voiced Malcolm for Switchboard Infinity. So yeah, he's a very active guy there. But how we even got in touch, I think, was just one of our Almost Better Than Silence interviews. Where like. I, I often just interview podcasters that I, I've come across. If they're interested in being on our show, then I set it up. And yeah, I was, that was around the time Switchboard Infinity only had like five or six episodes out at the time. And it was just really fun getting to talk to that whole crew. We got to talk to Joe Krause, Nicole Pascaretta, and uh, I think uh, Mike McGettigan was there that night as well. Yeah, just hilarious podcasts everyone go check these out just yes. spend all your time listening to podcasts <laughs> yep um now uh one of the things we you and i started talking about uh when we first got in touch was some fitness stuff uh how's that going oh so i'll be honest i need to work on it still but this past weekend things have been at least where i'm living in pennsylvania it's actually warming up especially this week now it's going to be really beautiful for the next couple of days but this past weekend i did get a chance to get out of the house go on a hike with my girlfriend just walk around the woods for a solid hour and then i think we even when we got back we walked up and up the road and back too so it was just good to get some blood flowing because i'm usually laying on the couch playing rocket league (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's excellent, man. I'm glad that I'm glad that you're sticking with it, even if it's just going for a walk. I know I've been walking a little bit more since uh, Pokemon Go updated with 80 more Pokemon. Oh, that's right. That's pretty awesome. Yes, um, and it's a like I I was getting ready to uninstall it, and then they released this update just in time. So I feel that's going to be a common thing with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to grabbing some new ones. <laughs> so, uh, moving a little bit more into some current events, what did you do to work out Nerd Out this week? You said you did some hiking, uh, walked a little bit. Was there anything more that you did? And then what's one nerdy thing you did this week? And it is Monday, so feel free to go the last seven days instead of yesterday and today. Um. Okay, well then... Yeah, the work the workout I need to do more of. The funny thing is, uh, I have some weights downstairs, so I think after I get off the call, I'm just gonna go pick some pick those up and put them down. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, in general, uh, for my nerd out, uh, I've 
I've just been reading some more graphic novels uh, lately. This one I can't recommend enough, and it's my second time reading it because uh, I'll have to wait for the third volume. I don't even know when that's coming out, but it's this uh, series called Low, and I think uh, I should pick it up. It's far. It's not too close though. But uh, I I can't remember who's responsible. I think if I'm not mistaken, Reminder and Tocini. But basically, it's the premise of we all know that our world and the Earth itself is basically on a on a time frame. Like it's eventually the sun's going to expand in supernova and take over what we know as the Milky Way galaxy and just encompass everything. So in this setting of a sci-fi, it's to the point where the sun's expanding, like it's a ticking time bomb. Uh, the world's, uh, the Earth's surface and uh, atmosphere is completely uninhabitable. So the people that are surviving have moved to the deepest depths of the ocean and form cities underwater to like avoid the radiation. And even their air down on under the ocean is like becoming toxic because they've been recycling it for all these years. And everybody down there has zero hope for like of hope at all in general like they all just think they're damned and they're all gonna die and it's about like this family i don't want to get too into it but it's another like tragedy i guess the tragedies really ring with me but uh (laughs) like super like dark stuff where it's like uh a very like i guess a royal family because they have like this blood that can control these mechs that like swim around and like do all sorts of like crazy damage but regardless uh the the children get kidnapped the the husband i don't necessarily want to get no, he he gets killed. I'll just I'll just be blatant. It's pretty early on, and it's just it's crazy how the kids are taken away from him. All that's left is this mother within her like sinking ship, and she has to basically um she learns that there's been a probe out in space looking for an inhabitable inhabitable planet for like decades and apparently like as she's like sinking on her ship and all this terrible shit just happened she finds out that that there is an inhabitable planet and that the the probe landed on the surface of the earth with the information of where in the galaxies uh this new earth like the hope is for humankind and the premise is she and her son have to travel to the surface and they're the first people to do it in like millennia and it's just like absolutely crazy i can't even just express like the things they encounter on their way it's although i do have to say it's for very mature audiences lots of gore sex violence it's pretty gruesome but i have to admit like story-wise it's like unlike anything i've ever read it's really and the art is so the art is what drew me in i'm a big fan of like i don't know like ben templesmith kind of stuff which is like very dark and artsy this kind of is like more colorful like it just gives me similar vibes but like even more detailed in its own way awesome that's really cool um yeah i'm, I'm actually looking at it right now um, yes, I, yeah, Low, uh, Volume 1, I, I'm trying to recall what the Volume 1's called. Uh, Delirium of Hope. Yes, that is it. Ah, can't recommend these, these series enough. It's freaking great. Excellent. I'm freaking out right now because I, it just looks so cool. Um, well, for people who like Saga, I feel like this is like, once you're caught up with Saga, this is the next one to dive into. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I actually... Uh, I actually just got back from the comic store today. Oh, nice. Uh, and I picked up... What did I pick up? I picked up Old Man Logan Volume 2. I picked up Paper Girls Volume 2. Paper Girls is awesome. Okay, I've heard of that one, but don't know much about it. All right. Um, it's Brian K. Vaughn. And oh, nice. 
in 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 my mind, BKV can do no wrong. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> um, he's he's absolutely brilliant. His his comic uh, it was a one shot. It was a Pride of Baghdad about a Pride of Lions. Um, all the feels. It's, oh, nice. it, it it'll just give you all the feels. Um, but yeah, and then I picked up Dark Knight Three: The Master Race, issue seven. By Frank Miller. I'm a huge Frank Miller fan. Um, I feel like he's lost a step or two in the last 20 years, but don't tell him that. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep your secret. <laughs> yeah. um, and then on, of course, I picked up uh, My Little Pony issue 50. Super excited <laughs> about that. So, nice. yeah. Um, what else? I'm trying to think if there's anything, anything else I... Uh, I picked up and not really. No, there's nothing else I uh, I picked up today. But I'm definitely getting more and more into into my comic books, and I love them. Yeah, there's one I want to get back into, but I think I lended the first volume to somebody, and I don't know if I'll ever get it back. But <laughs> regardless, <laughs> uh, it was a series called Cowboy Ninja Viking, and it was about a guy with multiple personality disorder or one of those issues. And he, yeah, he's either a cowboy, a ninja, or a Viking, and it's just really humor ensues. It's interesting art style too. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, that sounds really cool. I'm gonna actually have to look at that one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything else you're getting excited about outside of comics? Anything else that you're uh? uh I'm trying to think. Uh, yes, well, video games, obviously, since I'm a video game uh, podcast host. But uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out in a couple of weeks, and that's like the only real game that's been on my radar for like quite a while. That I'm like very glad that there's an actual release date and it's soon because there's so many games that it's like, Oh, I get excited about and then they're delayed or just never come out. So <laughs> I'm excited for horizon zero dawn. That's going to be ridiculous. And then I think this year we get episode eight of star Wars, which I'm, I'm way on board for. Like I, uh, uh I'm super excited. Awesome. No. So real quick before, before we, uh, before we uh, wrap up a little bit, who's one of your heroes? Either your favorite superhero, your favorite fictional hero, um, if you have a personal hero, a source of inspiration, something like that. Wow. All right. So I feel like it's like a three-way tie bunch um, amongst a couple of different people, and they're all real people. So hopefully there's not like the superhero fan being like, come on, Doug. But if I had to pick a superhero, I'd say Spider-Man, which I feel like everyone picks. But uh, I think my like actual heroes and people like that inspire me to do what I'm doing right now would definitely go to Scott Ackerman. Cause I, he's the host of comedy bang, bang, loved the podcast for years, loved the television show. Uh, extremely sad to see that come to an end. Like that was some of the best comedy writing, like of our lifetime. And I, I mean that wholeheartedly. There's some of the craziest things they pulled off on that show, like the time travel shits. Like, I don't, I don't even know. Like it was unfathomably good. So, and his his ability as a host, like to this day, like on his show, I just admire his skills. Um, Kevin Pereira, uh, former host of attack of the show and, uh, producer and guy responsible for the attack. He's just been a huge inspiration. I've been a fan of his ever since the G four days. And I just always thought he had a great sense of humor, great hosting ability. 
and he's just generally a good guy and I love what they're doing with the attack I think it's great to keep that community alive and thriving because the day G4 went off the airs was like a giant stab to the heart of most geeks of the time and it was very just upsetting so I'm glad that they realized that all of us are still here wanting that content still and uh, he's providing it so that's excellent and then the third would be uh, John Somnez this guy, uh, famous YouTuber he does a lot of programming tutorial not even tutorials but like uplifting videos on like how to boost your career and like basically be- live a better life and he just gives lots of opinionated videos uh, a lot of which he gets flack for so not everything you're gonna watch of his you're gonna agree with but for the most part I think he's got an, an amazing message he's the reason without a doubt that why I started podcasting I did a, an internship for him uh, very early early on in the early days of ABTS and it was just like a life-changing opportunity and I to this day I'm super grateful to have no to know him and uh, to have worked for him and yeah basically learn all I know about podcasting because of this guy so those would definitely be my top three people that are why I'm doing what I'm doing that's awesome and those are I think three very different and yet very impactful people uh I want to. I, I kind of want to hit one at a time. Um, sure. Ackerman, have you? Did you watch the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special? Uh, I'm so unfortunate. I'm. I'm terrible to say I have not yet. I need to get around to that immediately. But I've heard it's fantastic. It is phenomenal. Towards the latter half, my wife was like, "This is just weird," and I was like, <laughs> "That's the beauty of it." Yep, that's and that's what I mean. I, Ackerman was even involved in like the uh, Mr. Show days, like early like '90s kind of uh, TV show that a lot of people don't remember. If you get your hands on Mr. Show, like that is some of the funniest stuff you'll be watching. And I think yeah, they kind of revamped uh, themselves to do a with Bob and David. That's something you can find on Netflix. So yeah. it's kind of very similar stuff. Yeah, my uh, and that was like it was kind of sketch comedy, but not really. Yeah. Um, it's really? like a hybrid. Yeah. And I really liked it. My wife was like, I don't want to watch this. And I was like, I'm going to watch it without you. That's fine. Whatever, honey. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's, yeah. I'm very much the person that likes the stuff that most people don't like, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, and Kevin Pereira, I was such a huge fan of G4 and Attack of the Show. Um, and I was upset when that, when that, network died but it's just like unfortunately i just never thought they gave it a fighting chance oh no it was definitely just big wigs taking over and being like it was just and everyone saw the writing on the walls even if you were a fan i feel like you did because that entire channel would just be uh repeating cops and then cheaters and then eventually you'd get to the good stuff at night which was yeah attack of the show and x play and sometimes like ultimate banzuki and all that kind of goofy like japanese stuff I will say that I, I'm pretty sure G4 had Code Monkeys. Yeah, uh, it might have. Yes, in fact, Code Monkeys was a fantastic show. I still that was such a fun one growing that, up. Uh, I had the season premiere of that like written down on my computer like every year. I think it was only on for two or three years, but I was so excited when I first found it, and it was just it was done in like eight bit, and it was absolutely hilarious. 
Oh, I'm I'm totally blanking, but the creator of that went on to do a, a few or at least one web series, and it was like really funny stuff. Like of like, I, it uh, it almost I can't remember. I think it had the name Dungeon in the title, but regardless, just Google Code Monkey's creator and stuff that he's done afterwards, and yeah, you'll find it on YouTube. It's very it's if you're into that stuff, you'll really enjoy that too. That's awesome, and I I one of the uh, I I avoid. Sometimes the more well-known podcasts, like, kind of like, if it's a famous person doing a podcast, it's kind of fallen out of my queue. Yeah. Um, but Pointless with Kevin Pereira, I just keep my subscription uh, open, and I really look forward to whenever he updates. It's not very regular, but when he has something to say, I enjoy hearing what he has to say. Yeah, there, there's there been a handful of episodes that really hit home for me that he's just even just kind of inspirational stuff. I, I don't know. That guy's on a different level of like providing good content. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah, and it's just I like I think I emailed him because it was right after one of his episodes where he was like they had hit a roadblock. It's super creative, which is his company that does the attack. Yes. Um, they had hit a roadblock and I was like, look, I sent him an email. I was like, look, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing. I totally like love your vision. Whatever I can do to help you, like I will, I will mop the floors at night if that helps you with where you're trying to go. Like yes. I'll be more than happy to, to, to do that for you guys. Um, just because I've, I've told you this before and I've told other people, I like helping awesome people do awesome shit. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. I, I can totally relate. And uh, hell, if I had an opportunity like that, I would, yeah, I would scrub the toilets because it's like I, I'm working for Kevin Pereira. <laughs> right? Like, like, just seriously. Um, Unfortunately, I never got a response back to that email, but I'm sure he was busy doing other things. Oh, and um, he is. He's still doing stuff with True TV, so he's got the TV show host still thing still going, and he's like living the dream, like keeping the dream alive. That is of G4 with the attack. So it's just so cool that he's got his hands in a bunch of different pots. That's I'm, you know I'm gonna include links to that stuff as well. Oh, nice! Just because I'm a fan of them. I, I know what you mean about not listening to more of the mainstream stuff. It is nice. I like giving my attention to some of the more indie shows that like are just like up and coming. Um, but the one show that is mainstream and it's actually gotten so big that they got their own show now on CISO is My Brother and My Brother and Me. I, I think I mentioned them earlier. That show is so freaking funny. Like consistently week to week, they make me laugh no matter what. And I, I, that's the kind of stuff that I look for when I'm looking for podcasts. So that show, and yeah, I, I saw the first episode streamed on Facebook, uh, for their CISO show. And it's just what you want. If you're a fan of their show, you'll really enjoy the TV. And I think it's interesting how, yeah, I, I think what comedy bang bang was the first, or maybe even Marin before that. I don't know if that was right around then or whatever, but it's interesting how if you have a popular enough podcast, it kind of segues into the television world um <laughs> and here i am saying i want to do like a youtube kind of thing with uh almost but in silence but i don't know i think that's just maybe the natural progression of this media i i kind of agree it's it's essentially you're just taking this 
what essentially is new age radio by doing it audio only and you know video killed the radio star so then you move into video and that segues into tv or live streaming you guys do twitch stuff though don't you yeah, it's very infrequent, but it's generally just whichever of the guys can or, or are available will just play some games. I recently was just doing some Rocket League. I beat Final Fantasy fifteen on there, and that was a lot of fun. But, yeah. How did you find Final Fantasy fifteen? Oh, one of my – actually, it's becoming one of my all-time favorite games ever. Like, it was so consistently – fun and there's so much to do and there's also so much coming down the pipe so for instance there's going to be all sorts of dlc there's going to be a gladiolus episode there's going to be a prompto episode they're making it available so that you'll be able to play online with your friends multiplayer i'm really eager to see how that works because i don't honestly understand how it will but i'm looking forward to that and they have an update coming out where you can drive your car off the roads because it was kind of like on rails where you can only just drive on the road so it's going to be more like gta style and you can probably drive off a cliff maybe (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) well i bet they'll prevent you from doing that but regardless yeah it's more freedom and lots of updates and story-wise it was pretty solid i think i said on my show like the only complaint was like it's kind of similar to the return of the king for lord of the rings fans if you saw that movie you know how like at the end it kind of fades in and then fades out and then fades in and then fades out and you think there's like it's over but no it it fades back in that happened with the end of this game and i really think that the final fade out was like uh you guys should have faded out earlier than that because that one wasn't worth our time (laughs) oh but it's it's okay (laughs) well yeah, I, I can also see how that would be a little frustrating. That's probably the one reason why I still haven't seen Return of the King. Oh, oh my gosh. I need to recommend you watch it. it oh, the funny thing is, it was like a question on Jeopardy not long ago. Like, uh, it's the only sequel since, like, The Godfather to have ever, The Godfather 2 to have ever gotten, a, like, an Oscar or some kind of award. I forget which one. Forgive me. But uh, I, I knew it instantly because it was that night I was watching live and they. Lord of the Rings Return of the Queen uh, Return of the King swept the board that night. Every single thing they were nominated for, they won. And it was like I feel like that was history in the making. And it's because of how excellent and well done that film is. So I do I do recommend that one the most. You know, it's just I I don't know. I'll give it a <laughs> shot. Yeah, it's yeah, it's worth revisiting. It is very long though, so just grab some popcorn. <laughs> I know, right? Or maybe Maybe hopefully, hopefully, if I get some sort of, you know, injury and I'm recovering from a surgery, I'll just sit down in a bed and have 15 hours to watch a Lord Marathon of the Rings. Of, yes, that's right. Because uh, that's actually how I, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it, that's actually how I first watched all the Godfathers. Oh, nice. I was, I was uh, hung up in bed with, I had just torn my ACL and I had the ACL surgery, so I oh, couldn't I get out of bed. So Not I literally nice. spent nine and a half hours watching the Godfather trilogy. Yeah, that's that's an unfortunate way to have to do that, but at least you got that one under your belt. <laughs> for sure. Now, um, I've, I've kept you for about an hour, and I want to thank you so much for your time. But oh, getting, no towards, getting towards a little bit of wrap-up, um, do you have a go-to uh, nerd resource app, something like that, that helps you... Uh, stay up to date with what's going on in the nerd realms that you enjoy? Hmm. That's a really good question. Uh, let me think here. 
Hmm. Well, this is only going to apply for a certain people, but like for those who are vinyl nerds like me, there's this website called Discogs, uh, just basically D-I-S-C-O-G-S dot com. And it is the most amazing resource for if you're looking for that super obscure record that you don't think anyone's going to have. They It's actually listed there and it'll basically tell you all you need to know about it. You can actually contribute to the site. Like there's certain releases that I have that it's like, oh, I, I know nobody else in the world has a copy of this so I can like update their uh, database with like a new record. And it's just, it's a really cool resource for people that are into vinyl and stuff like that but as far as nerd stuff basically um, like i said i'm only really into video games i i follow polygon a lot because i really i don't know it's different it's tough to pick when it comes to video game journalism because it's all so loosely done these days but i do i respect polygon for the most part (laughs) i like that for the most part yes excellent and we will include links to that stuff in the show notes now, where can people connect with you and um, Almost Better Than Silence? Oh, sure. Um, well, you can find me. I don't personally have a Twitter account, so I just basically, if you want to tweet at me, you can tweet at our show. Uh, our Twitter handle is ABT Silence. Um, if you want to find any of the kind of stuff that me or the group at Almost Better Than Silence is doing, we have a network. You can go to almostbetter.net and it will list all the shows and all the stuff that we've been doing lately. And yeah, so just check out almostbetter.net. You can find Erie Canal Theater there, Almost Better Than Dragons, One Track Gamers, and Press Continue Podcasts. So lots of good shows like, yeah, the up and coming, not so heard of stuff that if you, if you find this conversation interesting, I have a feeling you'll probably enjoy at least some of that stuff. Awesome. Excellent. And we will include links to all that good stuff in the show notes. And I don't know if I ever told you this. I really like the title of the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I, I've only been told on a couple of occasions people be like, and in fact, yeah, a, a couple of our guests even like it's really honoring when they say they found that funny because I, I when I've that's the thing. If if anyone is interested in starting their own podcast, I highly recommend putting lots of thought into your name. I personally love Dumbbells and Dragons. It's like just it's 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 exactly what you think of it, and it's I don't know. And your theme song is killer. I just want to let you know that the theme song is so catchy. I find myself like singing it in my head as I go throughout the day. But uh, yeah, I I just recommend putting lots of thought into it. Ours was just like me thinking to myself like no one's gonna listen to this, and I just was trying to be goofy. So the only downside is it's kind of lengthy and like a mouthful to say but we just shorten it to abts and we're all good (laughs) yeah um i i totally get that and it's just because when i when i first found you guys i was like oh it's almost better (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) Um, and then um that really means a lot when you say that about about uh, Dumbos and Dragons as well as the theme song because I remember having conversations with Joe Hogan over at Geektitude and I was just like uh, before my first episode went live I was texting him and I was just like dude I love my theme song dude you should it's excellent oh, I, I'm really a fan <laughs> yeah and um, since we're talking about it I do have to give much love to Assorted Intricacies um, for letting me use their song Roll a D6 because they are so incredible and they're awesome and I love them letting me use that. They're wonderful people. Oh, totally. Um, Alright, and what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening? 
Um, I guess my advice would be don't be afraid to do what you love and make sure that you prioritize your life to make sure that what you love is in the forefront because otherwise you'll find yourself going down the path of not being happy. And I don't know. Life's too short. Got to be happy. Stay happy. Stay fit. Stay nerdy. I love everything that this show promotes. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I like that. That actually does mean a lot. Um, especially coming from someone that I respect and whose show I love and admire as well. So thank Same you. Man. Likewise, dude, I'm very happy to have been on your show. Thanks so much for having me, Ken. Dude, you are so welcome. Come back anytime. All right. All right. Everyone out there listening, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. And we will catch you on the next one. Workout Nerd Out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, workout nerd out.